1: Somewhere, I don't know where, probably in Southern Ontario, as where we are right now. <clears throat> Somewhere James Duffy is staring out over a vast sea of nothing, questioning what his his choices of his career that leads up to this point. Because we had another trade, a pre-deadline trade. Every time a pre-deadline trade happens, I think James Duffy, my heart goes out to you because you have to you have to host six, seven hours of just basically straight live television, all predicated on there being trades. And one of the biggest names came off the board yesterday. And boy, oh boy, that makes trade, that makes an already weird deadline day. And we'll talk a little bit more about that even weirder.
0: Yeah. Chris Tanev went to Dallas. Um,
1: In an incredible trade. And we'll break that down, yeah, obviously.
0: Very underwhelming. Um, and turns out Kevin Weeks confirmed my suspicions, which was that he was being traded to Toronto or Vancouver yeah. that the price was higher. There's a Bradtree living slash Vancouver Canucks tax, mm-hmm. which is incredibly stupid. Yeah. But that also, I don't want to put that on Craig Conroy. I think that comes from Murray Edwards. Like yeah. I, when, when stuff like that happens, when there's a tax, it's never GM driven, almost never GM driven. It's almost always owner driven. Mm-hmm. Um, I've experienced that. Like, in Vancouver, it's not a secret long before I even got there that like they don't make trades with Dallas because Aquilini and Galliardi hate each
1: other. I did not other. know that. Interesting. Oh, my God.
0: Hate each other. Why? Business dealings.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah. i say they never, like... I don't no, think,
0: nothing to do with hockey. There they was had no, a disagreement like... in business from what I know. And there's, like, unless someone's getting fleeced, there's so there's never any trades between... What was the
1: last... Was it... That wasn't even a trade when they got Louis Erickson. Like that was just a signing. Yeah. When was the what was the last
0: I don't think there has been one in time.
1: It's <sighs> like Aaron Rome, maybe? Like that's what I'm trying to think. Like yeah. wow, you're right. That's so
0: crazy. Um... And obviously
1: things it last year in Calgary, just across the board, did not go great. And Tree Living. Like, they they mutually parted ways. Like, it wasn't like a firing. I think he was fed up. I think I Edwards th- was fed up. I have a theory okay.
0: that Murray Edwards is angry that Bradtree, with the Matthew Kachuk, Jonathan Huberto situation. Oh, but at yeah. The, okay, How could you but, not be? But at the end of the day, if you're in Bradtree living shoes, Yeah, you had to make that trade. You can't lose him for nothing. Mm-hmm. You got Mackenzie Wieger and Cole Schwinn. And you did get Jonathan Huberto. And it he's starting to find his game.
1: Yeah, but I mean, but
0: it's still okay. That contract is bad, but I think you and I can agree that getting those players was better than losing that Kachuk for nothing.
1: I don't want us to start. I don't want us to start talking about Jonathan Huberto the way that Habs fans were talking about Slavkovsky earlier. Oh this no, 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 no. You know, it was bad. but it's but yeah, it, but and to it's be still pretty bad taking
0: a tax and saying you're not allowed to yeah. trade with Bradtree Living. Like as why an limit owner, your
1: options? You're That's, a
0: petulant child. I
1: know that it's I know you want to be petty. Like there are definitely people if I was in a situation where, you know, I had something that like I'm in a like basically if I had something that that a former employer of mine wanted, you better believe I'd be putting a tax on that. <laughs> but I'm but I'm also not.
0: But no I'm, comment. But I'm also
1: not. Like, but I also know that if, if there were like millions of dollars involved and it's
0: a Stanley Cup and it's a Stanley
1: Cup and all that, like you might want to put by bygones aside and just start to be, just kind of go, OK, like maybe this will be good for us in the long term. Now, right.
0: your job is to get the best return to put your team in the best position to succeed. So the return for Chris Tanev is.
1: Yes. Yeah, so it's a it's it's oh, it's an incredible return. So it's a 2024 second rounder. OK. Uh, which is this year's draft. Yep. Uh, it's also a conditional 2026 third rounder and prospect Artem Grushnikov.
0: Artem Grushnikov fits the Calgary Flames... Uh,
1: System or timeline? Uh,
0: archetype. Okay. Very well. He is a nasty, mm-hmm. nasty piece of big business guy. on the back end. Yeah. He's big... Like He is, uh, when you think Battle of Alberta, he's Battle of Alberta. So I think the Flames were more after an archetype of player Mm -hmm. rather than the best prospect because there were other prospects that I had heard were sort of being included in discussions that that are better. But Rushnikov is different. And so I think that's probably why Calgary coveted him.
1: Now this is how the actual trade went down because we talk about we talked about how it, it's it was it was a three-way trade. Now this was some this is some we're gonna bring it back, folks. Tidy ass business by Jim Nail here, and, oh, like some fucking tidy business. Um, so what happened is basically the first trade that that occurred wasn't actually. Did you know? And and uh, I hope they hang hang a banner for it. Chris Tanev was a New Jersey Devil for a hot, know, yeah. for a hot second. So the New Jersey because
0: they have a ton of caps. They face.
1: do, and they weaponize it. So the Devils, what they did is they traded prospect goal or goaltending prospect Cole Brady to the Flames in exchange for Chris Tanev. The trade was one for one, incredible. Um, and also Calgary retained fifty percent of uh, of Tanev's contract. Now the Devils then took Chris Tanev, traded him to the Dallas Stars in exchange for Dallas's own fourth round selection in 2026 and in doing so the De- the Devils then retained 50% of that 50%. So Dallas got Chris Tanev at 25% of
0: his so salary. So Dallas
1: got Chris Tanev. and so at the end of the day the 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 Calgary Flames then traded Cole Brady to to the Dallas Stars the guy who they got for Chris Tanner straight up to the Dallas Stars in exchange for Ardem Grushnikov Dallas's own second round pick in 2024 and a conditional third round selection in 2026 now Here's the thing too, is that the condition on that 2026 third, is that it just doesn't. There, it, there's no usually a condition like that is it upgrades to such and such pick if such and such happens. No, the condition is if Dallas makes the Cup final, then the Flames get that pick. If they don't, then they, the pick ceases to exist.
0: They Calgary keeps the pick, or so, uh, Dallas keeps the. So pick.
1: basically, Chris Anand was traded for a second round pick. And a what, B minus prospect? B B minus prospect? C. C. I don't look, I don't know. I've C. A C prospect. C prospect, yeah. Now I can tell you he that He was
0: like the fourth best devil's goaltending prospect. That's where we're at there. So I think when is a very underwhelming return.
1: Incredibly underwhelming based on
0: what early if that is what sets the market. Uh, yikes. so I
1: there are a lot of other GMs right now. And I, I can tell you this with pretty, pretty strict certainty. There are a lot of other GMs right now who are furious at, oh. at, at Craig Conroy because, you know, just asking around myself, this was a weird deadline because never before, and I think the Florida Panthers are, are responsible for this, for what they did last year, is never before have there been more teams that are either slightly out of the playoff picture or slightly in the playoff picture, but maybe don't have the, the ceiling to well, go the for it. Now
0: is UC Soros has been taken off the exactly. market completely because so maybe, is Marc-Andre
1: Fleury. Right. Because maybe So there are a lot of teams like, so there's basically a dearth dearth is lack, right? There's a dearth.
0: No dearth. is Okay. Excellent. So
1: there is a lack of, of just clear cut sellers. I can tell you like, Calgary. There's, le- there's Montreal. more than there is supply. Exactly. It's like Calgary, Montreal, Columbus, Arizona, Columbus,
0: Anaheim, Anaheim, San Jose.
1: And San Jose. But but like you would think that guys who are either maybe in the playoff picture or just on the outside of it, guys like I don't know, like St. Louis, Washington, Ottawa. Philly, Ottawa, guys uh, teams uh like Philly's that. Philly's gonna be a seller. Philly will will likely, but they're still cl- Like we'll see.
0: They're the only ones making smart decisions yeah, right now. And
1: we'll see. But that was essentially jacking up the asking asking prices for the guys who were actually being offered by by the very small amount of sellers. That's yeah, the why... flames
0: were supposed to be the market setter. Exactly, and everyone was waiting. Like, why haven't we seen trades? Why haven't we? I got asked on the radio earlier this week? Why haven't we seen trades? Because everyone was waiting for Calgary, Hannafin, Tanev, whatever. I'll be interested to see what Hannafin fetches and what the delta is between them, because I think that's where you'll start to see it. But I don't like for defensive defensemen that are right-handed and penalty kill, Tanev was the best guy available. Yeah.
1: But that's why like basically all of that what I just said is that's why we're getting reports that Arizona was looking for a first for Matt Dumba. You know, guys like that. You know that that the Flames or the 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 Flyers are looking for a first for Sean Walker. You know, things like that. That's not going to happen anymore. Because it shouldn't be well, it shouldn't have in the first place, but you know, there's more demand than there is uh supply, and yeah, so but generally
0: that jacks up the prices. But the problem is, is when you sell something when there is high demand, but then you sell it at a discount, everyone else goes, Well, why the hell would I pay
1: exactly? And so that's why GMs are furious at Craig conroy right, right now, and for all taking- the
0: contending GMs are like, Well done,
1: they're like, Thank you. Um, but yeah, like we're and we're gonna go through the uh, the defense market basically heading into the trade deadline, which is a little over a week away at this point. But no, it's, this is, this is an incredible trade. Like th- this. Th- intricate. It's intricate, but also, I mean, the what Dallas was able to pull off here, get the guy who is basically the missing piece that they need for no, for no active roster pieces. It
0: allows them to split. Haskinen and Harley now mm-hmm. so you can go Haskinen Tanev Harley and what, Lindell? either Lindell or yeah. Suter because Lindell's having a really good year. yeah he is so and then you could put Suter on your third pair let's say like
1: and we saw him in the playoffs maybe a maybe a sheltered third pair Suter is the best kind of Suter at this point
0: exactly this is Incredible absolutely trade. fantastic yeah. stuff right Jake Ottinger's kind of refining his game Logan Stankoven yeah. to the surprise of absolutely nobody with a brain
1: fellow short King what's up
0: comes out and has been amazing for
1: you know what's great too you know what's great too with the stars and this is why Jim and should be up there for executive of the year I think this is the thing that launches him into the the stratosphere in in that in that award or at least to the front of the awards uh race this year is that they have first of all they kept their own first like they still have their own first um but also if you look at it Stankoven, Wyatt Johnson. Jake Ottinger, uh, Jason, Jason Robertson, Rupa Hintz, Rupe Hintz uh, they and still I still have think
0: Maverick Bork waiting in the Maverick wings. Bork,
1: but like all of those guys, all of them were picked 23rd or below. Yes. Majority of those guys, except for, uh, Ottinger, except for Ottinger Bork
0: and Johnston were second, were round, second
1: round, picks. round picks or below. Yeah. Like, so it's, they, this is a, this is an organization that can find value in the lower picks in the lower rounds. They even still have their first. It will likely not be a high one this they, year because... So
0: whoever is in charge of scouting in Dallas deserves a raise. That who, who is, is in
1: charge? Who is their director I'm, of scouting?
0: I know their director of player personnel is. That's Steve Greeley. And so it's not a shock that every time a GM position comes up, his name gets mentioned because he's the guy that oversees all of this. So that seems to be like a smart individual. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's... Look, it, it, Steve Greeley at this point is like the... This generation's Mike Feuda, where he was just always thrown into GM. Co- anytime there was a GM job that came up, I like, don't even
0: think Greels wants to be. No, there's a lot of guys we talked about Steve this before. Steve Pellegrini doesn't want to be a GM. He's yeah. happy being a cap dude.
1: We talked. We talked about this. I think on a podcast maybe last week that there, after Columbus fired their. Uh, yeah. After Columbus fired Yarmo, is that there are a lot of guys in front offices who are just kind of happy being the expert at what they are and don't want the pressure of leading the entire ship.
0: Right. Or maybe they just feel like this is how they can best help a team. Like mm-hmm. I think Steve Pellegrini, a lot of cap guys, Jeff Solomon and Anaheim is another guy. Uh, Steve Pellegrini, of course, Brandon Pridham. We don't know yet what he wants to do, but there's a ton of examples and maybe that's exactly what Steve Greeley wants where he's like, I don't necessarily want to be a GM. I just want to stay and do what I'm really good at And not kind of step outside of that And and that's that's totally fine So we've covered Chris Tanev We're going to have a fun little story here And then we're going to really dive deep Into the defenseman market So Mike Yeah uh, Earlier this week mm-hmm. um, Annie Montoya And Lauren, Lauren Ellerby,
1: Ellerby Al Montoya and Keaton Ellerby's uh, Bows, if yeah. you will
0: the 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 brains of the operation yes. in that family
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, started a company that basically handles all of the logistics when a player is traded.
1: This is awesome. So this was written in the Athletic by Ian Mendez. Sh- shout out, is a great piece. Um, and yeah, basically, I thought it was fun to bring up because you know, a we love our we love our girl bosses on this on, on this podcast. You yep. know, and but what was happening? What's happening essentially is that when a player and you know this very intimately as well is like when a player gets traded. There's a lot that goes it's not just a. it's not just a sense of, you know, this guy's moving. There's a lot that goes into it. When Chris and has Hanna to... gets traded. Yeah. So right now, like Chris Hanna's married. Like he's got a I believe so. He's got Yeah, a, he's, he's
0: he's got kids and yes. Winnipeg plays Dallas tonight.
1: Yeah, so he has to in Dallas or in Winnipeg?
0: I'm not entirely sure. Okay.
1: Well, basically last night he gets the call. Within I would say like eight hours or something, he has to be like on a plane to wherever yeah, he is. Yeah, so what
0: happens is is the team Uh, travel, like logistics coordinator calls you, introduces Mm -hmm. themselves, and they're like, okay, send me all your passport stuff, send me everything. If there's visa stuff, that is, there's somebody else that handles that. But if if Dallas is playing in Winnipeg, he can play. Mm -hmm. But he is Canadian, so there might be a work visa situation. He may not be able to play tonight if the game is in Dallas. But basically what happens is that guy gets on the line, you give him all your stuff, and he's like, I'm going to get you out on the next flight that we can get you out on pending visa. We'll get you everything you need. And then what number do you want? What this, what that, what's your sizing? Usually guys just throw on pant covers. Yes. Uh, they get new gloves, but their sticks come with them. Pretty much everything that isn't showing Mm -hmm. goes with them. Right. Obviously the team will have like helmets and stuff like that, but the logistics side of it is like team takes care of everything in terms of booking the flight, but not, for the family, not the rent or the houses, yes. not the cars, not anything like that.
1: So a big thing here is is, and, and it also has to happen really fast, like like you said, like
0: I even think within twenty minutes of the trade call happening, you're
1: you're figuring out stuff yeah. basically. And I think, even think about it like Ryan O'Reilly and Nolochari got traded, uh, I believe it was like eleven thirty at night, Toronto time, last year, right around the trade deadline. Yeah. So from St. Louis, and they arrived at in Toronto. I saw them arrive because I was leave. I was like one of the last to leave morning skate that morning, and I saw them walk in and meet everybody. And they they arrived at I believe it was like eleven to eleven thirty,
0: Toronto it's a three time, and hour, they, and two they and and half played hour that from night. St. Louis. Yeah. And
1: they played that night. Like things happen quick. So if you a what you have a wife, kids, a pet, a house, potentially a mortgage on that house, or maybe not, but like you've utilities. Like so so a big thing is. Um, what they what they or what Annie Montoya and Lauren Ellerby do is they take that this company is called Pro Relo, and it takes that that emphasis off of the, off of the basically the the wives or the the partners. Or at least helps
0: them out. Yes.
1: Yeah. So what they do is is uh, there was a big thing with their first client was Zach Bogosian's family. Bogosian got traded this year from Tampa to Minnesota. Uh they, they they literally got that trade call in the article. It says when they were when Bogosian and his wife were waiting to pick up their kids at like a Tampa elementary school or daycare or whatever. Uh, And so they, they had to go, all right, well, Zach, you have to get all your stuff together, pack a bag of essentials, get all your equipment, go on a plane, whatever we're left with. Okay. What do we do? We have utilities that we have to cancel on this house. We have to uh, we have to make sure this house goes on the market. We have perishable foods in our fridge and in, in our in our cabinets. You know, we have a With dog.
0: Children in school. We have
1: children in school, but we have a dog. Like we have a German shepherd. We have to figure out how to get there. We have two cars. Yeah. We have to figure out how to ship those. There's a lot that falls on the and partners. And depending on
0: what team you are, like when I was in New Jersey, there was this lady. Her name is Marie. She is widely considered to be one of the, if not the best team admin Mm. like she had my visa and think i'm not a i'm not an nhl player i'm just uh i was a schmuck at the time 21 years old remains to be seen she had immigration in the office waiting for me when i arrived in new jersey she's that good like wow i've never seen a visa process happen that quickly for a non-athlete like it was my cousin is currently trying to get a u.s visa Mm. has been waiting two and a half years Wow. I got mine in, like, 36 hours. It was insane. So there are some teams, and what, like, I remember when Blake Coleman was moving back to Dallas after the end of the season, she organized having his pickup Mm -hmm. truck shipped there and shipped back at the beginning of the next season. So depending on what team you're playing for and, like, what staff they have and how experienced they are, you can get some help, but not this kind of help.
1: Yeah. and So this is all, this is basically to take that load off of, it's all specialized, like, you know one person's there in the house basically going going through like a pantry or clothing and be like keep don't keep okay boom like and the other per- while the other person's a processing the fact that they have to basically pick up all their roots move them to a new place probably dealing with kids and the other person's on the phone dealing with, uh, so I guess I think it was LRB's the one who's on the phone dealing with the, you know, the gas company, the electric, like the electric company or the hydro company, whatever you want to call it, you know, a realtor to put the mark, the, the house back on the market, stuff like that. It's, it's great. And they're working with the NHLPA to become a preferred vendor, which means that players will get the, will get them at like a significant discount, which is great. And also, um, what's also great about it is that teams are expected to in the collective bargaining agreement, uh, basically reimburse players who get traded for any reasonable expenses that are required with that so a lot of this can be reimbursed by by teams and they and And if
0: it can't it's a tax write off. exactly
1: but they actually deal with and they say in the in in the article they deal when it comes to any payment they deal with teams they don't deal with the actual family because the team is supposed to reimburse everything like that so it even takes the the hassle of like the the it even takes the hassle of having to submit like receipts and invoices to a team and then they go, oh maybe this oh they have to go through like that's all on them. It's great. Uh and the trade deadline, like I think this trade deadline, depending on what happens, they're gonna be busy. So that's it's just cool one to shout want to give a highlight to that because it's an aspect of the game and an aspect of I guess sort of the industry that we never think of. And I'm surprised something like this hasn't happened sooner.
0: Right, because you look at it and from a fan perspective, like, oh, why isn't this guy here already? Why in this? Uh, Because he's a human being. Well, there's stuff
1: that we have, have to figure things,
0: out. Yeah, there's things that you got to figure out. Well,
1: like, usually guys are there very... Quickly after a trade Like very rarely do we go like Why isn't this guy not here If it's not Unless or it's, it's like a, Why it,
0: isn't this guy playing well Right after a trade exactly. I don't know Because well, he's maybe, got 75 things going exactly.
1: on Exactly This helps with a lot of that Takes it off uh, It's a
0: fantastic d- idea you love to see it And leave it to the women Because they Like Keaton Ellerby And Al Montoya Were traded quite a few times oh, In their they career, were Yeah Or waived Or whatever the case may be So leave it to these two To be like Excuse me We Like this sucks And mm. we need to help out Other Like partners Yeah Because this is crazy. I think it
1: was said that Al Montoya was traded six times during his career, and that didn't include like AHL demotions, right? So I think forth. there were like three different AHL teams he also played for that like include that. That's a lot of moving around. So at this point, because what basically happened they're is they're experts. Yeah, they were like, well, we're basically moving experts. Like, what's the and they these two met when they were both both their husbands were playing on the Jets, and they've kept in touch. And I think i great. Oh, the,
0: I still talk like from that perspective. I still talk to almost 70% of the women I met when I was, I wasn't dating an athlete. I was dating a staff member, but like you're all at the yeah. same parties and everything you're
1: there. You're the, you know, you're, yeah. And all I still, I'm going
0: to brunch with one of them on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's actually loudly. two of them.
1: So it's, yeah, there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of things. I, the big, the biggest thing I saw from this is that it just, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. I'm surprised. I, no, one, surprised no one thought of it sooner, but anyway that's that's something cool to look out for but who knows they could be revolutionizing this industry thought it was cool to bring it up now Rachel we're gonna head into our cantorque deep dive on the defense market heading into the trade deadline. CanTorque makes rugged, hardworking industrial torque tools for heavy equipment operators around the world. They are proudly Canadian and manufacture everything out of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, the city of champions uh, for heavy industry around the world. Their new website tells their story 20 years in the making. Visit CanTorque.com today and ask Colin for more details. Rachel.
0: Yes. We're talking about the defenseman market.
1: There are specifically
0: not... the right-handed. defenseman Yes, there
1: are market. a lot of right-handed uh, defensemen. That's that's the most coveted. I would say, other than like a top-line center, this yeah. is a right-shot defenseman. Could be from in any in any pairing. Really, is the most coveted asset in the league. There are a lot that seem to be available. However, because of the lack of board of just bona fide sellers here bit of a dwindling list at least it drops off pretty heavily after the first name so let's go through them let's talk about
0: and he isn't even right-handed
1: exactly so let's go through them let's talk about you know what they what they what they're doing what they can achieve uh for a new team that picks them up what they could cost uh and let's start with Noah Hannafin the bell of the ball here he's 27 years old 11 goals 23 assists 34 points in around 50 games this year Averages t- almost 24 minutes of ice time per night. So he's a legit workhorse. He's a pending UFA making 4.95 mil. Where do we see him going?
0: Yeah. So he's, this is a legitimate top four defenseman. Yeah. He's for those of you who don't know what game score is. It's something that Dom Lustridian developed. uh It was in basketball, used in basketball and Basically, it measures overall impact on the game. So mm-hmm. it takes into account block shots. And if you're a center, like face-offs and penalties drawn and penalties mm-hmm. taken shots for your expected goals, it's all encompassing. It's just kind of like a one-stop shop mm-hmm. kind of thing. He's 0.81 game score per game. That is a like, that's high end level, yeah. right? I mean,
1: try to c- c- contextualize it. Like So
0: Kale McCarr is like 1.1.
1: Okay. Wow. That's pretty good.
0: Right? Yeah. So if you're, I believe the cutoff is if you're like 0. 0.6, I want to say, you're a top four defenseman. He's like 0. 0.81. You were verging on like top pairing here.
1: Yeah. So based on this, there are only, I believe, two uh, top four defensemen. Awesome. On, on the market here. So
0: yeah, he's left-handed, but he, he plays both sides. Yes. Um, he's better on his left. I mean, any defenseman is better on their Yes. TJ Brody. Even TJ
1: Brody, like who played years on his right and earned a four year contract on his right. He's better on his left.
0: Right. And so Noah Hannafin, uh, he's a fantastic age, 27 years old, Mm -hmm. like in the prime of his career because he's versatile, because he can defend appropriately. He can also contribute offensively. offensively. This is the best player available on the market.
1: Just Not even defenseman, just player. Player. Interesting. I
0: think, I mean, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that's a pending UFA that would be a better, more impactful because he's a defenseman. Adam Henry? No, Noah Hannafin still for me. And so I think when you look at Noah Hannafin, the price for him should be appropriately high. The problem that you have is, I think if you're Calgary, you'd be smart to allow Hannafin's agents to negotiate. Absolutely. Right. So, Elliot Friedman has reported that, like, Tampa and Dallas and New Jersey-
1: Not anymore with Dallas, I think. Right. Yeah.
0: Preferred destinations. Uh, Boston, the other one, he's, uh, I believe he's- He went to Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also think he is a Boston area kid, if I'm not mistaken. And so, when you look at- what the potential impacts could be there. If you allow them to negotiate and a contract could be worked out, you are getting a bigger package. But
1: he was born in Boston.
0: Yeah. Okay. So if you can get a bigger package, I think you should do that. Mm-hmm. I would. That's what be she said. Okay. Very hesitant to give up my best prospect. I think you're going to have to give up a first round pick no matter what. Oh, yeah. But I'm not giving up my best prospect and a first round pick. And a roster player, mm-hmm. like a Yegor Sharangovich type.
1: For at least if, if there's not an ex- extension Extension involved. in place. Yeah. If there's
0: an extension in place, we're having an entirely yeah. different conversation. And so, like, I think if you're looking at Boston, a guy I might look at is Jake DeBrusk. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he could be somebody that's involved. They're a little bit thinner prospect-wise, but They're- they've got some young mm-hmm. or, like, similar-aged players
1: there have been discussions I've seen and and rumblings that I've heard about Matt Grislick.
0: That could make some sense because they
1: haven't been able to get a. I believe I actually think I saw it even today as well. Fluto Shinzawa, of the Athletic I think reported that he's kind of feeling the heat around the deadline because they there've been there's been a noted lack of progress on extension between the Bruins and Grizzlick
0: That Who, could be somebody that yeah, if you went Grislick and something. I think that's probably decent value Mm -hmm. because Grizzly can absolutely play like immediately in the lineup. Like that's a great... Yeah, there could be something there, but I think Hannafin is absolutely and should cost the most at the deadline. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. He is far and away the best defenseman available. It is not close. I don't care what way he shoots. Mm -hmm. If you tell me... We can give you a bottom pairing right handed defenseman, or you can have a top four left handed defenseman. I'm taking the better hockey player, and if you're not, you're an idiot.
1: Yeah. You know who the Kings never should have traded? Whomst? Sean Walker.
0: Had to trade him to get rid of Cal Peterson
1: which is that that is a good a good subtraction considering Cal Peterson just got sent down again this morning but Sean Walker another guy in the market he's 29 less offensive punch than Noah Haneman he's got six goals 16 assists 22 points this season but he is averaging almost 20 minutes of ice time per night he's a pending UFA uh, at 2.65 mil he's 29 like I said and he's playing very good hockey
0: so I think we need to mention we're gonna bring Nick Sealer in here because there are rumors that Teams want them as a pair. Dallas was one of them.
1: Yeah, not anymore. I think
0: New Jersey is another one. Yeah. Because boy howdy, is that defense core in rough shape mm-hmm. right now without Dougie Hamilton. And I
1: know I I can tell you, insider Segan,
0: Thaller Marino has been like they've cratered this.
1: Yeah, year. and like it's what bad. happened, man? Marino was incredible. Um, and like I know the Leafs have gone hard at Sean Walker. I know like
0: oh and they like Nick Sealer too they like,
1: they like Nick Sealer, so maybe they want to bring them in as a pair I'm not sure how that would fit really with what yeah. they're doing right now but uh, they have they've really liked Sean Walker like I even pretty much since the first day of training camp the Leafs have and literally from the first day of training camp the Leafs have been going after pretty much every defenseman on the market that's why you hear them always in discussions for everyone everyone from you know the Hannafins and Zadorovs and Tanevs to like the friggin Ristolinans they're just inquiring about everybody They're just inquiring with everybody, okay? Like, just relax. But I do know that Sean Walker is someone that they really do covet, and the and the Flyers are holding firm as they're doing with a lot of their players, like Scott Lawton. uh, They're holding firm on a first round pick, but
0: Craig Conroy,
1: Craig Conroy, last night really put a dent in that uh, in 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 holding the fort there.
0: Now, I think here's what I will say, and the reason I brought up Nick Seeler. What
1: will you say, Rachel?
0: Is if you're getting both. Mm. Yes, a first round pick. Yeah, if you're getting because them, you're getting both. If
1: you're getting them packaged together. I'm not paying a
0: first round pick for either of them. And Nick Sealer leads the league in block shots. Like
1: that's great. But like block
0: no, but that's I'm saying like at playoff time. Yeah.
1: That's penalty really good. killing,
0: really tough to play against. Mm-hmm. Like him and Walker have actually formed a great pairing just in talking to people around Philly. Those are two guys where like they're constantly setting the example of how to play appropriately in the mm-hmm. defensive zone. And I think there are big reason why Philadelphia has had an uptick this year is because their defensive play has been so stellar. Like Travis Sanheim hasn't been particularly great for Philly this year defensively.
1: Defensively. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Offensively different, but Nick Sealer and Sean Walker have been. So I think if you're getting them together, you're probably giving up two pretty decent assets. Yes.
1: Also the, the fact that, Walkers making and I know this is through the end of the season so they're all prorated but it's important when every cent counts with all these teams are up the de- at the at the upper limit of the cap When you're within a
0: junior chicken of the salary exactly. cap it matters
1: and that's just an indictment on the fact that how much junior chickens cost these days because back in my day they were 139 now they are 330
0: Man when I lived in the US they were 75 cents
1: I will kill somebody <laughs> um but they Sean Walker makes 2.65 and uh Nick Sealer makes 775k together that's less if than three, get, 3 million if you if you retain half on
0: both of them.
1: Yeah, then you're getting these two guys for like 1.75 million to, e- to combined. Right. For like a You can send
0: something the other way for that. Like you're you can
1: you're sending a first round pick and like
0: a decent like a like decent, probably a B prospect, like a B
1: prospect, and maybe like a th- a third on top of that. Like I think, I think based on the no, prices, you'd have to send
0: some money back. Most of these contenders would have to send some money back. So you're true. probably but sending you're a bottom end roster player. No, even then, because bringing one point five in sometimes is just it can't be done. No, one seven five. So you're probably sending back
1: like a bad contract.
0: No, not even like you could send back like a younger ish roster player that's on an ELC mm-hmm. is what kind of what I'm getting at there. So, Sean Walker on his own, not worth a first. Nick Sealer on his own, definitely not worth a first. Together, worth a first. Exactly. So, I think there's, yeah, the Chris Tana, like, now every GM can basically say, because Philly's made it known that they might want to negotiate with these two. If I'm Danny Briere and I don't get what I want, I don't necessarily think there's a harm in keeping them.
1: No, definitely not. Uh, I mean, you can potentially re-sign them. Right, like, and
0: all three Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That, yeah, Philadelphia defenseman yeah. that we're talking about mm-hmm. have positive impacts now, which is hang crazy. On.
1: Which is crazy to think for the third one.
0: Rasmus and I did some digging. He is a positive impact player when and only when okay he is on the third pair.
1: Okay, so I guess let's when just he is
0: in the top four. It is a hot mess.
1: Okay, so we'll just jump to Rasmus' line and then. Uh, He's he's only played 31 games this year. He's got one goal, three assists, four points. He's averaging 16. And he's
0: out of the lineup right now. He's out of
1: the lineup right now. Can't
0: be traded right now. Yeah. Well, I mean. No, like he's. No team is going to pay what Philly wants. Not knowing if he's going to play for them.
1: Exactly. Uh, Although we we point out that, you know, guys like, for example, uh, Riley Nash was traded to the Leafs while on LTIR. Gustav Nyquist was traded on LTIR last year. It can happen, but it definitely but diminishes the price. But you're
0: not giving up assets. Definitely
1: diminishes the price. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's he's got three more. The thing about his deal is he's basically a third pairing defenseman. If you want to get real positive impacts out of him, and even then, he's zero point three four g- uh, game score uh, per game. So that's like uh, it's bottom pairing. It's bottom pairing. Uh, he also only averages sixteen forty one of ice time and gives you basically no offense. Uh. But he's and he's got three more years at five point one mil.
0: It's going to be a no.
1: So if you're able to trade that guy at all, that's a win. Like, like at it, all. It's it's not even like I wonder what teams and will give any up.
0: any team who thinks that they're requiring a second pair defenseman is wrong. Immediately dismissed your GM. Yeah. Like immediately dismiss because he has shown Rasmus Ristolainen can play third pairing minutes. Yeah. What is the rule for bottom six forwards and bottom pairing defensemen? No term, no money. Yeah. He is all the term, all the money. This is bad.
1: First line, he's basically, what, replacement level at this point? Like, you could... Yes. Yeah.
0: When he's bad, he's below replacement level. When Mm. he's good, he's... Roughly... Appropriate. Yeah.
1: Uh That's good. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: There it goes. The
1: second straight episode, if you can't see that on audio. Uh, Uh-oh. And now the stick's going. Now the stick's going. I just want to see this... Collapse. we're just gonna watch this just, happen just, right just, now just, just tumble oh
0: here we here it goes here it goes here it i'm goes. realizing that that's a ten thousand dollar frame right beside here it, it so goes. that's good
1: morgan goes. riley's game used and it's fine yeah there we go our, our every every episode our studio breaks cr- crumbles beneath our fingers all right um Speaking of crumbling beneath our fingers, Rasmus Alliance trade value because at this point there's no way. Just put it anywhere. Literally I don't care. Just drop it. <laughs> there we go. Um if you're able, if if the Flyers are able to get out from this guy, because another team, they're not trading for Rasmus Alliance, they're trading for an archetype of a player. A big lanky dude who they think can disrupt the cycle or disrupt the rush. And it doesn't work that way.
0: But and is mean.
1: And is mean. And um, right handed. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Good for good for everyone involved. All right. Uh, Matt Dumba. Here's the thing about Matt Dumba. Well, he's 29. He's got four goals, five assists, nine points uh, so far this season. Boy, howdy.
0: Are uh, some teams happy they didn't give him a long term contract in the summer, eh?
1: Oh, yeah. And they are. uh, And he's averaging just a little above literally four seconds above 20 minutes of ice time per night. Two things about Matt Dumba. One, I don't think he's as bad as he's looked this season, both. I test and numbers and underline numbers wise. Agreed. Um, number two is I.
0: There's an Arizona tax. Yes.
1: I am not taking the the Arizona Coyotes this year are a lot like the Anaheim Ducks last year and that I am not taking any results that their players put up in playing in that malaise last year. Seriously. Simone Benoit was like the worst rated defenseman in the league last year this year he's a perfectly fine third pairing defenseman who has given the Leafs everything they could possibly hope for in a stalwart and has really stepped up
0: I was gonna say he actually hasn't been terrible in spot duty on the second pair exactly
1: like like he's in last year that was like the worst rated underlying number defenseman in the league basically and now we're going oh this guy's like six foot five it obliterates at least one guy every game yeah and can play and in a pinch can play on the second pair Hell yeah. I feel like, I don't think Matt Dumba can do all that, especially given the miles on his body and everything at this point, but I don't think he is as bad as his bad underlying numbers suggest, which is negative 0.18 game score. So above, uh, sorry, below replacement, like well below. He's a, he's gives a negative impact on his team and he's making 3.9 mil this year. So even if they retain 50%, which I mean, I'm sure Arizona will be fine doing. But then again, they're pretty tight when it comes to actual money. They, I
0: can't believe that you think that they're going to retain 50%. I'm trying to, like, hold back my spark right now. They can't pay their vendors for their napkins, Mike. What makes you think Rachel? Rachel, Rachel,
1: Rachel, everything that we that we have been told by the team and by its completely unbiased local media <laughs> is that f- tickets are tickets are selling like hotcakes out there. And that everything is perfectly fine.
0: So then they should have no issues paying any of their vendors.
1: Stay strong, desert dogs. Everything is fine. Um I look, they are the report is that they're holding out for a first. Uh, good luck with that now that chris tanov got dealt for what he did there's no fucking way that the that they're getting once
0: again if he goes for a first that should be an immediate dismissal of your GM. no
1: i I say it every time it should not be a dismissal if you pay a first round pick for this version of mcdumba your gm should be euthanized (laughs) okay humanely humanely (laughs) but he should be put to sleep like like a like, like a sick dog like it should you know it's
0: yeah, like... Ugh. Don't old
1: yell at him. Don't take him behind the barn and shoot him. But I'm just going to say
0: that's Mike's opinion. But
1: just take him to the vet. Say your goodbyes. Marley and me. at Cry. All that kind of stuff. But it, it's it's better for all of us, I think. Matt Dumba not having a great year, Rachel, is uh, what I'm trying to say.
0: No, he is a negative 0.18 game yeah. score per game. So that's like, bad. That's bad. That is below replacement level. hmm So if you give up, if you give up a first round pick for a replacement level player, you should lose your job. If you even entertain the thought of giving up a first round pick for a below replacement level, you're better off just calling up somebody from the minor leagues.
1: We've been over. They should be euthanized for doing that. <laughs> no, um,
0: like Mike's just like wishing death on people. I'm just at like this they point. should
1: die. Yeah. if they do that.
0: I am not doing yeah. that.
1: Um, but no,
0: like you can't give up a first. I don't. Like I don't care. You're better off giving up a first round pick for Adam Henrique.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, yeah, you're better. You're better off giving. Like you a, have
0: one first round pick. Every team gets one first round pick per year.
1: You're better. You're better off giving up a first round pick for a good hockey player opposed to a bad one. Wow.
0: But what I'm saying yeah. is, is, Henrique's a forward. Yeah. Dumbo's a defenseman. Yeah. So like intrinsic value there, but. Uh, I actually, if I'm going to give up a first round pick, it's going to be for the, uh, better hockey player.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Regardless of position.
1: What can Matt, let me, let's, let's, let's try and spin it possible here. What can Matt Dumba do well? Like what, what would a, what would a team, you know, let's say he's on the market. If a team is lacking X, what would they, and they uh, should go get shoots Matt Dumba. The puck well, okay.
0: Um, he is, he's, he's good in, well, Okay prior to Arizona. Yeah. Good in transition. Okay. Both offensively and defensively, I will say this, my evaluation of him this season is difficult because I rely a lot on numbers and frankly, I'm not being paid to watch Arizona Coyotes hockey yeah. and I'm not take watching this, it then. Take
1: this season away. Like like now, I I I am
0: going to the Arizona Coyotes yes, you are. Toronto Maple Leafs game. On Thursday night so this, by the yeah. time this episode is out I will have watched Matt mm. Dumba with my own eyeballs
1: hey who knows he could be traded before then. who knows
0: <laughs> across the hall um, yeah. <laughs> No. Jesus I think in the right right now he's not in a position to succeed zero players in Arizona are in a position to succeed
1: so strike his strike his results from this year from the record like your honor it's oh, all then
0: he's a fir- then he's worth a first-round pick
1: even last year when he was healthy scratched a couple times?
0: I think at the beginning of last year, yeah. But not towards the end. That's the problem. Is like His value has continued to drop off. And until I see him on a team that he can play in a position he's more suited for. Rasmus Rostalainen is a great example. Because he's horrendous when Buffalo had him on the first pair. Yeah. On the third pair in Philly, that's fine. Yeah, I think Matt Dunn was a lot of the same. On the second pair in Minnesota, no, we cannot have that. Mm -hmm. But on a third pair, you can... Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Again, not paying a first-round pick for a third-pairing defenseman.
1: So put together a package for
0: him. I I honestly, like...
1: You're a team that can play him the way he needs to be played to succeed.
0: Like... Oh, I don't man. know. You're, you're
1: freaking New Jersey. You need a it, guy.
0: Yeah, you're New Jersey. Okay, that's probably a good. Like that, good I feel like that's
1: a good fit for him. Yeah.
0: Okay. So. What would you do? I think you're probably looking at like a third and Graham Clark type of deal. So like a B, maybe B minus prospect. It's not bad. And a and a and a, a mid round draft and like
1: pick. a third round pick. That's not bad at all. Maybe for... a
0: second, like maybe, but under no circumstances should you be even like they say we need it first you're like click yeah hang up the phone goodbye no all
1: right well like, someone... not even hang
0: it up like i'd actually hit that button on the thingy yeah
1: because you're making another call you don't even want to put the phone down because you're making another call to call another person to talk about how fucking stupid the last person who called you was yeah exactly okay. um all right Alexander Carrier, someone who I'm actually very interested in at this deadline.
0: So I actually don't think he's on the market right now.
1: Oh, well, because Nashville's doing a bit better than they thought they would, even though they had their U2 concert canceled by the team. That
0: might be why they're doing better. Yeah,
1: because they couldn't hear. It's a beautiful day uh, surrounded by psychedelic lights in Vegas. And so they thought, guys, we got to pull together. This is bad. It's bad. We need to see Bono and The Edge play. And we weren't able to do that. So we, we got to pull it together
0: yeah alexander carrier if he is available i think that's that's a i think he's one of the most underrated defensemen in the league um wow. he's tough Ty he skates well he could shoot the puck he could penalty kill like he's very well rounded and because nashville has other defensemen i.e roman yossi um i think he gets overlooked a little bit right there was huge conversations about dante Fabro. there's I mean, back in the day, there were conversations about Ryan Ellis and God knows whatever. They just, they're a defenseman factory over there. Mm-hmm. So I think Alex Carrier would be a great, like if I'm Edmonton, that's who I'm trying to get. Right? And there's another one. Matias Ekholm used to play in Nashville. Like they're really good at mm-hmm. manufacturing yeah. defensemen. Um, this is
1: someone the Leafs should be going after hard. I'm not sure. I don't know have the information if they have. Yeah,
0: if I'm Edmonton, New Jersey toronto this is a positive impact player Mm -hmm. who can play in all situations can actually play in the top four
1: yeah well i mean borderline based on game score
0: right but he's like we're talking about top four minutes on a bottom end playoff team like those are pretty decent Mm -hmm. results he's i think you put him with a deep like a high-end defenseman and you're you can have something there, right? So you if you're in Edmonton, let's say you can play, Ekholm Bouchard, and then you got to play Carrier with, with Nurse, Nurse maybe, and yeah. Carrier Nurse sounds a lot better than Nurse CC. And if you can move CC to the third pair, that's where CC's much better off. Mm-hmm. Rasmus Ristolainen again, yeah, like that is where we're at with these guys. And so I think if you're in Edmonton, a Toronto, in New Jersey, and you actually want. A player that can step in your lineup and have a positive impact. I think Alex Carey is the guy that you give up assets for.
1: Cool. All right. Well, another guy, Ilya Labushkin.
0: I and would not go anywhere near yeah. him.
1: Yeah. Now, this is where you know, <laughs> I think
0: he's terrible. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, this is this is where uh, I guess sort of my caveman brain, you know, comes in. I go. Well, ooh, I'm ooh, really ooh,
0: glad because he's getting caved in.
1: Oh, nice one. Um, I look. I really liked him. When he, when he came to Toronto. I know he did get caved in in Toronto as well, but he did throw the boom every once in a while. Cool, um,
0: that's what Simone Ben was for. Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, however, Elie Lubushkin provides like precisely zero offense. Like he has four, he has four assists this year. He also provides year.
0: precisely zero defense this wow. year.
1: Well, he makes 2.75 mil. He's a pending UFA. He's 11th in blocked shots. Uh,
0: he's also the 17th worst defenseman in the NHL this year that has played more than 10 games. There are AHL defensemen that have better results than him this year. Hey, man.
1: Year. There's, there's 16 worse than him.
0: Yeah, they're. I'm pretty sure all except two are currently in the mm. AHL. So that's where we're at there.
1: Another guy, though, plays on the Ducks. I don't know
0: how... Radko m- Gudis has good defensive that's true. metrics yeah, that's true. this year. I'm not buying that with the Ducks this year. Not
1: this year. Yeah.
0: So, no. He's terrible. And if you give up...
1: Someone will give up something for any him.
0: Any assets more than, like, a fifth?
1: He'll get a third. I, I, I would... I'll put a crisp ten dollar. Oh, bill. I'm not
0: saying he won't. I'm saying yeah. you're a dumbass I,
1: if you do. I'm I'm gonna put a crisp tw- uh, ten dollar bill. I'm just
0: gonna say this: a, the Stanley Cup winning team mm-hmm. doesn't have Ilya Labushkin in their lineup. He's their seventh or eighth D. Damn. That's where we're at. Chris Tanev is playing for the Dallas Tanev. Stars. Tanev, yeah, he and Thomas. That he's gonna bump Thomas Harley down to the second pair. Like, what are we doing? This is, it's crazy. Um,
1: this is, this is the lack of assets available. This is what I'm telling you. Because unless, like, this William
0: Lilia is is an eighth defenseman on the cup winning team. Like, this is insanity.
1: This will be very interesting th- this week because potentially it will lead teams to believing whether, uh, or to deciding whether or not they are actually going to sell or they are going to go for it towards a late-season push. Um, all right, Joel Edmondson. This is where, uh, like, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, Rachel. 30 years old, one goal, four assists, 5.16, 19, an average time on ice this year, Penny UFA at 1.75 mil, negative 0. 0.1 game score. Doesn't exactly help possession, but he's a veteran.
0: Who cross-checks people in front of the net.
1: Cross-checks people in front of the net. He's big.
0: Yeah, but I'm told that that's a five-game suspension now. It's not. Who are we kidding? It's not. Um, I also once again, he has five points. You said yep. he's a third pairing defenseman who's getting caved in
1: with no offense. Someone will give up a fourth round pick for him. I'm betting. I bet like I literally bet like New Jersey will will pay a fourth round pick for this guy.
0: This is Tom Fitzgerald's archetype.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm guessing. We, Gray, talk, we talked. About we talked about Nick. We talked about Nick Sealer. Phenomenal player this year, like for what he's definitely for what he's phenomenal. Making.
0: He's the best third pairing defenseman available. Far like him and Sean Walker just acquired. He's them. one of the
1: best third pairing defensemen in the league. Like that's he's, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like he's like just across that the might board. Might be the
0: best third pair in the league.
1: Yeah, but he's and he, it's also like one of the best contracts in the league. He's a penny UFA. Yes, but he's making seven hundred seventy-five thousand yeah, dollars like, this year. When
0: I say best pairing in the league, like I'm not talking players. I'm talking like like for value. what you're paying you are getting the best value for that. It's pair. like,
1: what, 3.35 or something that they're paying combined? Like, th- yeah. like less than three and a half.
0: Exactly. And here you go. And you've got teams paying bottom pairing defenseman $5 million. Get get out of here. Pretty. You can have Sean Walker and Nick Sealer, or you can have um, Matt Dumba.
1: Exactly, yeah. Leads cool. In, he leads the league in block shots, like you said, obviously solid PK guy. 0.56 game score. And we talked about how if you're 0.6, you're likely a top four guy. He's inching towards potentially a top four guy. I think uh, part
0: of the reason, though, is because he's been heavily sheltered.
1: Yeah. Um. So. But look, good teams—they're like—if you're a good contending team at the deadline, you're like you're looking for that missing piece. You're not looking for you're looking for like the reinforcement. You're not looking for
0: a. I like I think appropriate value here is probably like a third round pick.
1: Yeah. Like if you're if you're a, a contending team at the deadline, you're going in for a transplant of a minor organ you're not going for a heart transplant you know like yeah, this or guy lung transplant exactly. this guy's like kidney this guy's like i don't know like a gallbladder maybe like
0: no you're getting like a nose job
1: it's good hey man it's it's all the it's all the rage these days you're getting a bbl a bbl yeah, yeah exactly. You're getting a bbl if you if you
0: get well he does have a big booty exactly. in front of the net if you so. get sealer
1: and walker you're getting a bbl Like they're both cheeks of the bbl yeah yeah um and then finally And someone who we actually don't know if they will be available just because uh, there's been some rumors that, you know, he wants to stay. He's he's, from there. He's from there. um, Is uh, David Savard. Yeah,
0: Arpon Basu talked about it um, on Wednesday after the Tanev deal went through that, well, we'll see kind of what happens now with David Savard. Um, He is French-Canadian, and we all know what that means in Montreal. And if you don't think that means something, I have a bridge to sell you um it does
1: i felt dour baguette (laughs)
0: um again uh one of the worst defensemen in the league this year him and Ilya labushkin boy howdy not good it's not good i'm
1: picturing a team like like the suicide squad being like i'm putting together a team
0: so he's got a negative game score he gets absolutely caved in possession-wise, him and Lubushkin, two of the worst in league when it comes to this stuff. He has a year remaining at three and a half million dollars, but he block shots.
1: Hey, that's that's an important that's an important skill to have in the playoffs.
0: Not a three and a half million dollars skill.
1: Maybe retain. It's one point seven
0: five. Yeah, <sighs> for you still have to play him. He's the word Like when I say he's getting caved in. I don't have it off the top of my head, but I believe this morning I saw it. Like he's like in the low forties when we talk about getting caved in and he's had games in the thirties. That is not Yikes. what you need on a cup winning team. Once again, if you're acquiring David Savard, that, that is your eighth defenseman
1: mm-hmm.
0: on a, on a, in a sport where you play six every night. So he's an injury replacement. Cool, not giving up whatever that acquisition cost may be. If it's a fifth, sure, and you're also retaining half. Like, maybe I'd consider it a fourth. Or, like, whatever, some prospect that maybe you don't think you're going to sign. That happens a ton. If, if a team doesn't think they're going to sign a prospect, then they'll trade him.
1: Yeah, just to get something.
0: Just to get, yeah, like, anything for him so yeah sure like go ahead be my guest but yeah you shouldn't be trading like second and first round picks for this guy like are you nuts yes yes but, uh, yeah exactly uh, they they will so not the defensive be trading market this year is it's pretty tough
1: it weird. could get better depending on what happens with teams deciding to sell
0: right like, like if if st louis decides they want to sell and like Maybe Justin Fulk becomes available. Or like,
1: who even like? Maybe they they're like, all right, let's let's sell. Let's let's reboot this. We're gonna give up. Like we're gonna put Buchnevich and Pareko on the market. Boom! That Yay! changes. There that changes a better. lot. That changes a Pareko's lot.
0: Pareko's had a rough couple years. But he's but
1: having a lot better this year. But
0: he's doing a lot better this year. Yeah, like I think
1: this is the time where you sell on him right now. Honestly,
0: if Mario Ferraro comes back and he's available, exactly, that's a little bit that'd better. Be, that'd be
1: huge. You know. uh, uh. I, I know I, that it's, it's not a defenseman, but like, you know, obviously we talked about it with Jesse Mar- uh,
0: or J- Jacob Chikrin decides if,
1: if they just if the, the Sens decide to really gut stuff
0: and they move Jacob Chikrin like that's he's huge. We're talking Hennepin level like then we're like, OK, all
1: now right, we're moving there, and shaking you know. and James
0: Duffy to bring it right back to where we started. Yeah,
1: he's not, you know, he
0: won't be petting llamas at the TSN studios in Scarborough. Well, He's
1: not just standing on the edge of a skyscraper you know, looking at looking at longingly at the concrete below. There we go. Yeah. And on that note, um to reach end of the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, um, you know, subscribe on YouTube, on Twitch, on TikTok, anywhere you can get your pods, uh, we are there. Uh write us a review. It'd be nice. Also, before you leave as well, um make sure to donate to Jumpstart, our charity of choice. Jumpstart helps economically disadvantaged kids play team sports which is extremely important and a a cause that is very very near and dear to rachel nye's hearts um so make sure to do that all the links will be in the description uh we have new mike's meals for one that's up it's a fried chicken sandwich so if you're lonely and you like fried chicken check it out um and yeah we will be back on monday who knows how many of these names will be traded by then but if they are we will obviously break them down for you see you later